Welcome back to another episode of our Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that today's episode will be life-changing for you and you can live by some of the principles that we are going to talk about today. Our topic is five ways to starting again. So if you feel discouraged, if you just feel like you need to reset and restart, today's episode is definitely for you. So I want to jump right in with Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. It says the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. And so this verse is talking about the ending of something being better than its actual beginning. And we can often focus on the beginning and not the end because somewhere in the middle, we tend to get discouraged. We tend to get stuck. We we tend to wallow in defeat or condemnation. And so today we're going to talk about ways to overcome those feelings and to get back up into your purpose, into your destiny and into right standing with God. So we're going to start with point number one and point number one and starting again and getting back up is focusing on the goal. There was a time in the Olympics, I remember this so clearly in my mind, where there was a female runner, she was running track, and it was one of those relay races that was really powerful and just intense in the moment, and they were running back to back to back, and this one young lady, she ran and she fell and she fell so hard. And in that moment, she sat there and she cried. She did not appear to be uh, just physically in a bad state, but mentally she broke down. She cried because I'm assuming that she trained so much for that moment. And then to fall is something so completely unexpected. And what really just moved my heart at in watching this was the fact that she did not get up at all. And so when they went to post the times, her time was completely blank because she did not finish. And at that moment, I remember looking at the TV and thinking, man, if I could only talk to her, I would say, listen, you got this. You're doing a great job. You can get back up. You can finish. It doesn't matter how you place, just finish the race. And I believe that God wants us to understand that how we finish is so important that even when we fall, even when we mess up, we can start again, we can get back up again. And so we have to focus on the goal and the goal is finishing. It's not comparing ourselves to other people. The goal is how we finish. And so Paul talks about his goal in Philippians chapter three, verse 14, which reads, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we see that he had a goal in mind. Also, Jesus had a goal in mind when he went to the cross. And we see that in Hebrews where Jesus says that he was set on the joy that was set before him. And so there's always a focal point in goals and where we are headed. So in order to get back up again, you have to focus on the goal. You have to focus on the ending and not just the beginning of how you started out. And if I can be honest, that is in so many areas of our lives when it comes to prayer, 
reading the word, our fitness goals, our financial goals. Many times we start off the year with such an intensity and somewhere around this halfway mark in July, we tend to just let up and just completely forget all the goals that we set. So I was in a group in January, just a bunch of us got together. We did a vision board and somewhere in the last week or so, one of my sisters sent me a text asking me, where are we in our vision for this year? And I had to revisit some of the things that I set out to do in January. And so even spiritually in our lives and our walk with the Lord, we have to set our goals and our focus to examine where we are and then focus on where we want to be and to get back up and to keep running and to keep pursuing in every area of our life. All right. Point number two, this point is so beautiful. We cannot miss this step. And that would be repentance. So when we're starting again to truly start again, you want to start from a clean slate. And in order to have a clean slate, we have to be in a state of repentance. So wherever you have fallen, it is so important that you really cry out to God for repentance and turn and change your ways. And that's what true repentance will do. It will cause you to change and it will cause you to turn from your wicked ways or in ways that you are not pleasing to the Lord. And so we all have those ways and areas of our lives where we have to honestly examine and allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts and bring us into a place of true repentance. And I wanted to pull that out because repentance truly is a part of starting again. And we see that in first John one verse nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And the verse goes on to say, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So true repentance is not just forgiveness. You want to be forgiven, but you also want to be cleansed. You're also saying, Hey, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to live my life like this. True repentance also involves that cleansing process. And so I love first John one nine, because this verse assures us again, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so when we're cleansed, that gives us a new clean slate where we can start over and we can begin again. All right. Third point, which is a great follow-up to repentance is you have to let go of condemnation. And sometimes when we truly repent, we still walk and operate in condemnation and God's heart and God's desire is for us to be free, for us to be whole, for us to be forgiven and to not walk in condemnation. So we see this in Romans chapter eight, verse one, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if you are walking after the things of the spirit, you should not be walking in condemnation. That means that you understand the forgiveness of God, that you are walking in a place where you're not just entertaining things of the flesh, but you're walking after the spirit. And if you're truly walking in the things of the spirit, you should not walk in condemnation. 
I love first John chapter three, and this is one of my key verses. And it says this chapter three, verse 20, it says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. So even in times where we truly repent and we say, God, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to stay in this place. Condemnation will try to seep in and fill our hearts. And this verse tells us that even in that situation, even when condemnation creeps into our hearts, it says, for if our heart condemns us, because that happens, sometimes your own heart will condemn you. God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Let me just pause at this point and just discuss the difference between condemnation and conviction. So we always want the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We talked about this previously, that God rebukes those that he loves. So conviction is beautiful, it's wonderful. It produces change in our lives. Condemnation, however, will cause you to forfeit on your goals. It will put you in a state of mind, in a place of hopelessness where you feel so completely condemned that you do not want to get up. You do not want to start again, but your heart will stay in a stuck place of feeling like, you know, you'll never be good enough or God will not forgive you or all these kind of things. And the Bible is so clear on the fact that as Christians, as believers that are walking after the things of the spirit, we should not walk in condemnation. And so a part of getting back up, a part of starting again, is you have to make a conscious decision to not be condemned. You have to make up in your mind that I am not going to walk in condemnation and that even if my heart tries to condemn me, God himself is greater than my heart. And verse 21, it says, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And so this lets me know that when we walk in condemnation, there is some level of immaturity in the things of God. But as we mature, as we're confident in God, we do not allow our hearts to condemn us. Okay, so you have to make that decision. I cannot decide that for you, but it is almost impossible to get back up when you are partnering with condemnation because condemnation is designed to keep you stuck, to keep you crippled, to keep you down, but you have to make a decision to get back up. One minister, man of God, many years ago made a very powerful statement that I often think about, I often live by, and he said, you are condemned if you want to be. And I thought, wow, that is so deep. That is so um, profound to me because who wants to be condemned? And the reality is the Bible tells us there's no condemnation if you're walking after the spirit. So if you are walking and you're condemned somewhere, you're making a decision to be condemned because that's not God's heart for you. And so you have to decide, okay, if the word of God tells me that I don't have to be condemned, then I'm going to agree with God's word and I'm going to let go of that condemnation. And so that made so much sense to me that, hey, if you are condemned, that's because you want to be. It's not because the word of God. And so we have to stand on God's word and decide that we do not walk, want to walk in condemnation. All right. So our fourth step is you have to see yourself where you want to be. You have to have a vision of yourself reaching your goals, reaching your destiny, reaching your potential. So if you're struggling with sin, you have to have 
a mindset or see yourself in a place where you're not struggling with this thing anymore. And a lot of times when we sin or we struggle, we feel like this is who I am. This is who I'll always be. And we begin to lose heart and lose hope in the fact that God is able to deliver us. God is able to set us free. And we lose heart when it comes to the fact that we will not always be like this. And so even some things that you're struggling with today, it doesn't mean that five years from now, one year from now, two months from now, you'll still be struggling with the same thing. You have to see yourself delivered, set free, pursuing your goals, pursuing your purpose. And that is so important. I often think about the story of Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. And Naaman had leprosy. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he had this issue where he had leprosy and he was a leper. And then one of the servant girls, and if you have not read this story, I definitely encourage you to go read the entire chapter of second Kings chapter five. It's a beautiful story. And one of the servant girls, she had hope. She had vision for him to be healed of leprosy, which was kind of unheard of back in that day. But if we look at second Kings chapter five, verse three, Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. So she was able to see him in a different place. She was able to think and say, you know what? He can be healed from this condition, from this issue that he has. And Naaman was able to operate and become this mighty man, but he was also dealing with this issue. And she was bold enough and had enough faith to believe that healing was available. And the story goes into Naaman. He had to dip in the water seven times. And on the seventh time, he was completely healed and he no longer had leprosy. And what I love about this passage is the fact that even when he dipped the first time, the second time, the third time, it did not appear that his leprosy was getting any better. But on that seventh time, he was completely whole. And sometimes no matter how long you have been struggling with something, you've been attacking it, you've been going after it. Sometimes we don't see the fruit that we would like to see in our lives, but you have to keep dipping. You have to keep pressing and you have to like this servant girl, have a vision of yourself where you want to be. And she was able to have that vision for Naaman and say to him, Hey, you know what? You don't have to be a leper forever. There is greater. There is better. You can be completely whole. And so we have to have that vision for our own lives because that will cause us to not settle. That will cause us to get back up again. That will cause us to go forward and to move forward. No matter how many times we've dipped, no matter how many times we've tried to fight against something, we would have that hope in our hearts to know that things can and will get better. This is why we have to walk by faith and not by sight, not by what we can see. We have to have a determination in our hearts that we're going to be at the place where God wants us to be. And we have to start again and get back up again and actually have a focal point and see ourselves where we desire to be. All right. Our fifth point is moving forward by faith. So if you like number one, focus on your goal. Number two, have true repentance, a clean slate. Number three, let go of condemnation. Decide that you're not going to agree with condemnation. 
Number four, you see yourself where you want to be. Number five, you are fully ready to move forward by faith and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this episode today will encourage you to follow these steps and to move forward. The Bible talks about a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. And so you have to have that mentality. And that verse comes from Proverbs 24 verse 16. And a lot of the great men and women in the Bible that we read about, all of them had moments of failure, moments of discouragement, moments where they fell, but many of them had the ability to bounce back, to get back up and to start again. And these are some of the things that I believe helped them to get to where they were headed and where they wanted to be. And so you have to begin to move forward, to begin to speak by faith and to trust the power of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit to propel you forward in this season. And one thing that I love about God is the fact that as you are fully surrendered to him, he is also able to make up for lost time. He can cause you to do things and make up for the time that you may have missed when you were defeated. And again, I think about that lady in the Olympics that, you know, by the power of God, not only do we have the ability to get back up, but we can still run and we can still finish and we can still finish strong. And so I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you to get back up, start again, no matter where you are. And sometimes you're not as far away from your goals as you may think. Sometimes things are exaggerated in our minds and we feel like we're so far away. Even the enemy will have you think that you're so far away from God, that you're so far away from your goals, that you're so far away from these things. And that's not always the case. And so with God, we have the ability to come back into agreement, back in right standing, and the ability to get back up again. So I want to just say a quick word of prayer. God, I pray for each and every person that is listening. I thank you, God, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, to those that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. I thank you, God, that even when we fall short, Lord, you will pick us back up again. And David even said, if I make my bed in hell, you are still there. And God, we know that nothing will separate us from the love of God. And I pray for each and every person today that needs a reset button, that needs to get back up, that needs to start again. And Father, you will just touch them by your presence, by your spirit, that your anointing, God, you will cause them to run again, to run after you. And Father, that you would just bring them to a place of victory and a place where they will set their minds on the things ahead. They will set their minds, oh God, and forget those things that are behind them. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your great grace. We thank you for your great mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness that is better than life, God. Help us to finish strong. Help us to run this race with endurance and to continue to press after you. Father, we love you. We honor you. We adore you. We bless your holy, mighty, matchless name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening. I pray that you have a blessed, victorious week. Make sure you subscribe. You can also follow us on the gram at Prayer is Breathing. You can check out our Facebook page and group, which is Prayer is Breathing. Also, you can submit any prayer requests to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. Till next time, God bless and have an awesome week.